Yo, today's QOD is if you're willing to serve people, there's no limit on what you can earn. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to our Finance Friday episode where we talk about all things money mindset. We've got Dr. John Martini on the show today. Today, he is going to share a story about how his father taught him the basic principles of entrepreneurship. I mean, if you want to have financial freedom, if you want to experience what it's like to have personal freedom, these lessons are going to apply to you. You have to find a niche. You have to find somebody to serve and go out there and serve them. You have to know their values. You have to know what's important to them. And then you got to bring your product or service to them that meets their needs. I'll never forget what Dr. Dennis Kimbrough said one day. Where there are problems, there are opportunities. And where there are people, there are problems. There are a lot of people these days who have problems, lots of problems, and it's up to you to find out what those problems are and bring them solutions for for a fee, for pay, and you can change not only your life, but their life at the same time by becoming an entrepreneur and offering solutions to a specific set of people. John Demartini, Dr. John Demartini is coming up. My first entrepreneurial adventure occurred when I was nine. I want to make some money. I went to my dad and I said, Dad, I want to make some money. And he said, great, son. Have you uh, mowed the yard? Yep. Have you edged the, the sidewalk? Yes. Have you swept and raked? Yes. Have you done the flower beds and weeds? Yes. Have you nailed on all the shingles of the house that are loose? Yes. Have you cleaned out the garage? Yes. Have you shined my shoes? Yes. Have you trimmed the hedges? Yes. He said, son, I can't think of anything else I need. There's no more void in me because those are the things that I need done. So if, I don't, if he doesn't have a need, I have nothing I can sell him because he didn't want to give me money for nothing. He loved me too much. That's what he told me. <laughs> so he said, son, if you desire to make money, then I suggest you go down the street and find somebody to serve. To go down the street and look for things you can do that people need that can be of service. Now, this is a metaphor because now down the street is anywhere on the internet or anywhere in the world for anybody who cares enough about humanity. So I went down the street and I knocked on the neighbor's house and I looked around their yard first and I would see tall grass that I could mow, grass growing over the sidewalks that I could edge, weeds in a flower bed. Hedges that were too big and, and unruly. Garages that were a mess. And I went up and I would say, hi, I'm John Martini, And I noticed as I was walking by that your, your yard has not been mowed in a while. I just wanted to know if you'd like to have your yard mowed. And they would look at me and look at this little nine-year-old boy. And um, one way or another, they'd either say, well, no, thank you. Or they'd say, well, tell me what your proposition is. 
And I'd have to then say, well, I would like to mow your yard and edge your yard and clean it up because I know how to do that. And they would recognize me from being down the street. And they would recognize that the house was looking nice where I was. And they would see me out there. So a lot of them would just be nice enough to let me do it. And I charged $5 for the regular lots and $9 for the corner lots because they were bigger. And I um, started doing yards. And then my dad saw me with a new baseball and a new bat. And he saw that I'd bought that. And he said, son, where did you get the baseball and the bat? And I said, I bought it. He said, then what, what, what did you buy this? And I said, with the money that I made from working in the neighborhood. And he said, what did you do? And I said, well, I cleaned the mowed yard and I did this and that. He said, what equipment did you use? And I said, I used the equipment in the garage. <laughs> and he said, um, son, I have to explain something to you. There's a thing called cost of business. <laughs> I wasn't a master in economics at nine yet. But he said, son, it costs money to use that because it destroys the property and you have to pay for the depreciation of this. And I said, what does that mean? I said, you're going to have to take some of the money that you've earned and you're going to have to pay me for the use of this equipment. You have to rent it. I said, but dad, I spent it. He said, well, then I'm going to have to use that as a loan and you're going to have to pay it with interest. <laughs> uh, in case you wonder where your children learn how to cuss, you now know. <laughs> I think I cussed at the time. Damn. Anyway, my dad made me accountable and he made me have to pay the depreciation cost the gasoline purchase, the transport to get the gasoline. And I even went out and got a wagon to go carry that five-gallon jug to see if I could do it cheaper than what he was charging me. And I eventually just paid him. <laughs> Nothing like going a quarter of a mile on a thing on a rumpy, rumpy road. But I, um, I started making money. I had started paying him his percentage. And then I realized my margin was lower. And I realized I wasn't making as much. It wasn't quite as inspiring because I was working harder and making less. Has anybody been in a position where they felt they were working harder and making less? <laughs> we all have. <laughs> then one day I was mowing and I was mowing a yard and all of a sudden a kid comes up on a bicycle and looks at me and he kind of goes around and kind of walks his bicycle next to me and talks to me and an idea popped in. See, an entrepreneur who cares all of a sudden, when they got a big enough reason to serve, they find out opportunities. They see opportunities. And I saw an opportunity. I saw an opportunity for him to walk behind that mower. <laughs> and he was a little younger. He's about eight and a half. And he looked up to me. And for a quarter, no, 50 cents, I could get him to mow. And for 50 cents, I could get another kid to, to edge. And for 25 cents, I could do raking and 25 cents for uh, sweeping. And um, weeds was a little higher because he charged more for it. And I started getting groups of kids to work for me. I got three here, three here, and three here. I had nine kids working for me when I was nine. <laughs> and I needed more equipment. So I needed an angel investor to invest in my company. And so I went around the neighborhood and I, I saw equipment in the garages and I asked the people if I could use their equipment and how much would they charge. They said, we don't know, but we'll get back to you. They would call my dad. How much are you charging him? <laughs> I tried to leverage better deals. And lo and behold, I then had three pieces of equipment, complete units for three different groups to mow and edge and rake and sweep. And then I had another guy that helped me in the the hedge clipping and also in weeding. And I got me a thing and I would then pay out everybody at the end of the day and pay my dad and I would collect it and I would have a net and my dad was smart. He said, I want you to make sure that you put some of that into a coin collection set because in those days coins were still valuable. 
And so I had a coin collection set and he bought me a piggy bank. What I didn't know is the piggy bank did not have a way of ever opening it. I mean, once it went in, it could never come out. Believe it or not, in my office in Houston, Texas, 48 years later, the same piggy bank with the same coins when I was nine years old is there. I never figured out how to open it. <laughs> I have a great coin collection. But my dad was trying to get me in the habit of saving and investing. He's trying to teach me to save and invest when I was nine. And he made me accountable. And after paying everybody, I remember one day I ended up with, I think, 45 and one day $47. Now, that would be equivalent of about 500 U.S. Now, listen, my dad was unique. He cared enough about me because I was uh, having problems in school academically, but I was good in sports and activities. And he came up to me and said, son, I now want to teach you the next level of business. And I said, what is that? I was a little anxious because last time he wanted to teach me something, it cost me. <laughs> he said, I want you to know what it's like to buy your freedom. He said, I want you to do this. I'm going to start charging you for rent and food and for clothes cleaning and purchases. I'm going to charge you for that, but I'm going to give you freedom on the bicycle that you just bought to go anywhere you want to go as long as you're home by 9 o'clock at night. That means you can go anywhere in any direction as long as you're home at 9 o'clock at night. It's the summertime. It means I could leave at 4 or 5 in the morning as long as I was home at 9, and I used to get on my bicycle and drive 35 miles on my bicycle, go exactly halfway till 9 o'clock, leave, turn around, and then ride back to get there at 9 and race back, and go in different directions and different routes on a daily basis just so I can experience it whenever I wasn't working. What that was doing is expanding my vision, expanding my outreach. I saw all over the city all these opportunities that I could be working. I could actually, in my mind, I could probably hire all kinds of kids all over the neighborhood and make a business out of this. My dad gave me the freedom to be an entrepreneur, and he taught me something, that if you're willing to serve people, there's no limit on what you can earn. And if you're willing to be accountable, you get greater opportunities. Now, that's some basic stuff, and it's silly and you're probably thinking, well, that's just a story of a nine-year-old kid. Well, I can tell you right now, that was a major turning point in my life. I've had a work ethic ever since. Thank you, Father, because not every father does that. That bought me my freedom. By the time I was 12, I was literally riding my bicycle and hopping trains by age 12 to different cities. Hitchhiking at age 13 to different cities. And I hitchhiked across America and through Mexico when I was 14 years old traveling the world. I've been on the run and on the roll and on the go my entire life. And I believe that my space and time horizons in my life were a birth as a result of knowing that I can be accountable and as well as I'm willing to do that, I can have what I want in life. So I just want to start by this statement tonight that if you care enough about humanity to find out what the needs are, there's no limit on what you have as a freedom in life. Your freedom is directly proportionate to how much you care about another human being and share what's inspiring to you in terms of what's valuable to others. And the greater, the, the more you can establish the value in others or discover the values in others, because you can do it two ways. You can go out and discover what's valuable to them already that they already believe in and directly or indirectly fill that need. Or you can go and find out and talk to people and establish it through a sales process and establish a need. And the greater the establishing the need, the more you can sell something. But nobody gets anything done in this world unless there's a sell. And selling means caring for somebody. 
selling has got some really distorted perspectives because the people who are actually selling or thinking they're selling are actually projection assumptions onto people that are making resistance in people instead of finding out what people really need, establishing those needs, and offering a service. Selling has no resistance to somebody who cares enough to find what real needs are. They only get resistance when they try to project some assumptions onto people and not really care. And whenever it's a one-sided system, you block the growth of the entrepreneurship. There's all different ways of starting a business. The first thing is finding the need. That was Dr. John Demartini wrapping up the week on a Finance Friday. His website is drdemartini.com. You can check out today's entire talk on an audio program. You can find it at audible.com. It is called Bounce Back. All right, my friend. Hope you enjoyed all of this week's QOD clips. I will see you on Monday. Have an amazing weekend. I'm out. Peace. Thank you.